Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and welcome to Life in Purple. Thank you for listening to this episode. There has been a lot of buzz going on about how Life in Purple is helping others and making a difference in people's lives. On our most recent episode, we had Casey Lynn Foreman, who's founder of Casey Helps Kids, who shares her story of how she battled cancer and won and is now helping kids nationwide who are also fighting cancer. If you are tuning in for the first time, check out liptalknation.com and there you will find more resources such as my personal coaching, blog, and much, much more. On our show today, we have entrepreneur, motivational speaker, coach, and CPA, Karen Alloy. Karen has over 25 years of experience in finance and executive business leadership positions. She is a certified John Maxwell coach that knows how to take you and your business to the next level. Karen's unique perspective of meeting each person or company where they are is guaranteed to bring you results. Welcome to the show, Karen. How are you today? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here, and I love how you use the word fabulous. That's been on my <laughs> radar uh, recently, using that word fabulous. So, Karen, I have the pleasure of knowing you on a very personal level and really wanted Lip Talk Nation to get to know you as well because I believe you have so much value to offer to them. But before we discuss your pearls of wisdom, will you tell us where you are from and how you got your start? Absolutely. I appreciate the question. I have the unique background of having lived in five different states before I moved to the most beautiful panhandle of Florida. So Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Jersey, upstate New York, and Tennessee. And uh, I tell my family as well as I tell my kids, I'm not going anyplace else. I have found my roots and uh, I will be staying here. Um, but interesting enough, I got to be an accountant when I took a accounting class in high school. And it's kind of funny because I was a junior and most of the class was seniors. They were thinking they were taking it because it was going to be easy. I was taking it because I was bored with the standard academic classes. And I spent the better part of that class helping the seniors out with their work. Um, one person asked me, and the next thing you know, I was helping lots of people, and I loved it. And so it seemed easy to decide that I was going to go to college and be an accountant, and um, I really didn't deviate from that path at all. Um, went to school, got my degree, got my first accounting job, uh, spent many, many years doing that. But interesting today to sit and realize 
The other side of that coin, which I probably didn't understand at the time, was the concept of teaching, coaching, or mentoring people, that although accounting was the vehicle, probably more so what I enjoyed was getting people comfortable with something that was unusual and new, and they needed, you know, some help along the way. Karen, it sounds like you have such a unique gift, like you said at the beginning of your answer, to already understand people. Like you said, you took the class because uh, it was you you got bored easily. And I, what Lip Talk Nation, yeah, that's so funny to me because I can relate so well. And a Lip Talk Nation, I'm asking you right now, how many of you get bored very easily? Because hold on to your hats, your seats, or driving, your steering. I don't know if you're folding laundry. I want you to hold on and really grab grab a hold of what Karen is going to share with us and her tips for success. So right off the bat, you're telling us that your perspective was you love challenge. You're very interesting, and I, I love that about you. Like you said, fabulous. I'm going to use that word today, Karen. Yes. <laughs> And your laugh is contagious. So when was it, Karen, that you decided to work harder on yourself than your circumstances? Well, it, it, it's interesting just because when when I thought about the, that question even years ago, you know, when was the shift? I don't think that when I shifted, I recognized necessarily that that shift happened. But in looking back, I can clearly see when the fork was in the road and how I chose a different path. Um, and it, it really, there's some, some concept in that to understand and appreciate because I feel like that's not an uncommon thing to not know when you make a shift until after you're through it. But I say I moved from the passenger seat of my life to the driver's seat of my life. I was very successful in the business world, in the corporate world, and kind of following the rules as they were designed, but from a number of personal encounters, family encounters, I woke up at some point and said, this is not what I want for my life. It, it works, and it's what everybody else thinks it's probably a great venture to be at this point, but I'm not happy, and I wasn't designed to spend the majority of my wake-up hours doing what everybody else thinks is the right thing to do when I'm not sure it's really what I want nor what I was designed to do to be in this world. So it's a combination of things that happened, but looking back, it's very clearly a fork that took me down a different path. Lip Talk Nation, I'm going to stop you right here, Karen. You said something very valuable that I want them to grab a hold of, how you went from the passenger seat to the driver's seat, and you got, like you said, even when you were in high school, you got bored easily, and here at this point in your life, when you wanted to work harder on yourself, you knew there was something more, Karen, and that's why I want Lip Talk Nation to understand that there is something more. If you have something inside of you that you've been challenged with and that you are bored easily, maybe you are a leader, and maybe you need to work on yourself to lead others, Karen. That's why I got really excited when you answered that, how you went from the passenger seat to the driver's seat, and I'm going to say fabulous, and boom. All right, what's, yeah, uh, what are some of the obstacles that you had to overcome as you started achieving success? 
Well, and, and that kind of made me laugh when, when we talked about that question because I thought, oh, this could be this could be a while. But let's just say, uh, starting from a historical standpoint, from being in the professional world, accounting was typically, especially in the time period that I grew up, a man's career. So first and foremost, it was figuring out how to be a female professional in a man's world. So even growing up, and I did accounting from the point I was 16 years old. I mean, I was very lucky to have had bookkeeping jobs and those kind of um, exposures to what a career in that would look like. But I was the one in the room full of accountants that the gentleman would say, hey, honey, go get me a cup of coffee. So one of my biggest struggles was figuring out my identity and being comfortable to have a voice around who I am and what I have to offer. So that's probably one of the first ones. And then once I did get more successful in business environments and got manager positions and kind of moving up, I then fought literally with a woman who was my supervisor who told me, the only way you're going to be successful as a female in a professional environment is to be the B word, which, I mean, she took me out to coffee to give me this discussion, which just horrified me because that was about as far away from where I wanted to be as anything in my life. And I couldn't recognize that someone who was my supervisor, no less someone who was in a position that I wanted to be in, had that kind of mentality. Um, so needless to say, I was happy not to stay in that organization long, but I have a fair history of bad managers. And so you can easily forget and take on that attitude, that negativity, if you don't take an intentional stance to use those as ways to do it differently. So I would say for every bad manager that I had, it was what do they do that I will not do? when I get to that position, their position, another position. So I really try to take on as ownership of my leadership in an organization by mimicking the positive for every negative that I was served from a supervisor's perspective in the work environment. And you know what? I learned a lot that way. I learned great tips on my own about how to counter that type of leadership and or management in my work experience. Karen, you pointed out something right there at the end of your answer. You you took a positive action for every negative action that was pretty much given to you. And I want Lip Talk Nation to hold on to this because that's what we are all about. That's what the message is here. We want to go from negative to positive. And that's why I want to interview people like you to find out how you did it. Because I've heard so many people like you just shared with me, Karen, how they do have those bad managers, how they do have those bad experiences, but they allow them to weigh it down and how you were even set, brought aside by one of your supervisors to tell you you had to be a certain way and you know the B word and you had to be uh, mean basically and that you had to own yourself. I find that I don't even think this way. So that's why it's hard for me to grab. But I hear so many people tell me this, Karen. But I love and Lip Talk Nation, I hope that you do too, that she said that she chose to have a positive reaction, a positive action for the negative that was given towards her. That's such great discipline that we can learn from you right now, Karen. Thank you for sharing this part of, of your story because I know that 
obstacles we all face them and i really value how you are taking you're taking it in stride and you're shining you're just shining your bright light for so many people and you have such a gift to adjust to any situation or task that you face i really admire that karen why do you believe this is important for the success of your clients well and the key word in your question that really speaks to me is to believe okay that's that's very, um, it's a very strong emotion for me because that goes back to I'm a very faithful individual. My faith means the world to me. I can't exist or imagine who or what I would be like without that in my life. But I also recognize that belief is challenging for people, that whether, you know, life has kicked you, and I've, believe me, had plenty of those kind of stories in my life, and that's how the, you know, you fall on your face and you've got to get back up again. And sometimes there's people in your life to help pick you up, who support you, that you can lean on, that are there for you. Could be family, could be friends. I have both, actually. Um I also say that there are mentors in my life, either that have accomplished something professionally and or have the right attitude or accomplishments or just life story that resonates with me, that helps me to lean on them and or get them to have the confidence and belief in me so that I can gain it for myself. Um, I know as a professional that there were people in my life who saw something in me I didn't see. And I know that that is not a common thing in our culture, and that is part of the reason why I am so passionate about helping people and bringing value to people and mentoring people and coaching people is if we can do that, it, 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 it brings us great joy, I think, individually, but it, it's so valuable to the other person, especially if they're struggling or they're confidence is low or, or they don't know, you know, how to get to the next step is let's lean on each other and support each other and remember who we are and where our gifts come from and, and try to be the very best version of that that we can. That's what I strive. And let me just say one more picture that we talked about with the positive attitude. I like to say it's a coin, okay? So if somebody flips the coin and the, and the tail situation is the negative side, pick it up and turn it over. Find the positive of whatever that is. If it's the, the boss that's screaming at you from his office instead of picking up the phone, I had some of those, then turn it over and say, every time I'm going to see somebody that I need to talk to, I'm going to go to them. Okay, so if it's the female boss who tells you the only way people are going to respect you if you act like, you know, a mean person, then make it the other side of the coin to figure out how to connect with someone, make them laugh, make them smile. You know, see it as your opportunity to flip it over and look at it differently. What a great analogy, Karen, that you just gave us, you know, flipping the coin over. That's something tangible that we can all do when we have something negative come at us. We can have a coin in our pocket or in our purse or on our desk, wherever we're working at. And because we, we will face it. That, unfortunately, that's the way the world is. And I, I love that you use this analogy, like I said, so that it is something that anybody can do. And I appreciate you sharing your, your faith with us. Faith, I believe, is something that is what everyone needs. You, know, you need to have a belief system, a very strong belief system. And it sounds to me like really why you love what you do is because you love teamwork. 
Uh, that resonates so much with me right now, Karen. And, and I love teamwork. I love to see a project come together when it takes more than myself, when it takes one or two or three other people, four other people, uh, 30 other people. And that's that's what I'm hearing from you, Karen. Lip Talk Nation, teamwork is a must, but so is your belief system and your faith. And obviously, we need to have that tangible thing that we can do, which is that coin, and flip it over. How great is that, Karen? Thank you so much for that analogy. Okay, so Karen, you're a person obviously full of energy and happiness. In fact, you're you're an energy giver. I just say it out there, Lip Talk Nation. Karen's an energy giver. When did you discover you had this gift and when did your passion to help others begin? Well, it's funny. I think you're one of the few people that has called me an energy giver. So I was kind of, uh, that was kind of an interesting, hmm, I don't know how to answer that because that's kind of a first for me. But I do hear people say, you know, I have a laugh that people can hear around the corner and I'm okay with that. And it goes back to my concept of, you know, there's two sides to every coin and it's my choice. It, 90% of the time, it's my choice to flip it over. Um, but I will say that I think the passion for others came at a specific time, um, a specific project that really was an eye-opener for me. In in my last job before I started my own business, I got um, two ladies on a team, and I'll just not elaborate by saying, I was assigned to them because it was brand new. And so they were the technical people, and it was my job to manage the project. Okay, but it's very challenging to manage a project that you cannot do yourself and it was new for me to figure out how to manage people when I really didn't know if they were doing a good job or getting us where we needed to be. So I had to think outside the box. That's one of my favorite things to do. And over about a nine-month period, I had some huge takeaways that I realized, okay, this is one of my gifts. So I said to them every day when they would come in, because, again, they're taking on something it's never been done before. We can't do this. Okay, but if you could do one thing, one little thing between this today and when we meet next week, what would that one thing be? And they would say what it was. And I'd say, okay, and, and how confident do you feel that you could, that you're going to get it done? Are we on a, you know, one to 10 scale? What does that look like? And then when they'd say it was less than 10, I'd say, so what else would you need for it to be a nine or be a 10? So we would, in essence, I would coach them through the process of them realizing what they needed to do. Because, again, I didn't know what they needed to do, but I had to make sure they were doing it. So over a nine-month period, those two ladies completely came out of their shell, knocked the project out of the park, and I realized you don't have to know anything about what someone else is trying to accomplish. You just have to know what questions to ask them how to break things down into small pieces, and that's the accountant in me that likes to dissect things into step one, step two, step three, and then help them to be committed to what it is they want to do, what they want to accomplish, and help them hold themselves accountable to do that. I walked away from that project, again, not wanting or able to do their jobs, but thinking, I have figured out what I want to do because their accomplishment, their performance, and their attitude about themselves and what they did and how they did it and how everybody was so proud and so recognized of what they did, not what I did. Nobody knew what I did except those two ladies. But that was all the gratitude in the world I needed, and I wanted to do that more often. 
Okay, Karen, first of all, what a beautiful answer, but I can't believe I'm the only one that really said that you're an energy giver. I'm a huge guru <laughs> on studying energy, Karen, and so I'm like, I know that energy is transferred, and I immediately picked up your energy. You're, you transferred such a beautiful and happy energy, so I got to say, more people, they, they just didn't tell you that, Karen, so I love Doc Nation. I know you hear it too, especially in her laugh. Like she said, she has a great laugh, but I love how you shared the story of how you didn't know when you got this project you were two ladies the technical things about it and you had to manage them but you did not know how to do their job but in the end you knew the questions to ask so lip talk nation it's not necessarily knowing how to do something but knowing how to write ask the right questions so that's what I want them to hold on to Karen and also how you said that you helped them commit and that is so beautiful because that is exactly what it takes. When you choose to get better, when you choose to conquer depression, when you choose to succeed in a business, it is about staying committed. And Karen, uh, I, I love that. I love that answer. And I hope Lip Talk Nation, you're writing that down, that word commitment and you know, asking the right questions. And of course, energy. I love that about you. So, and I love it. There's your laugh again. So one of the questions I have found and holds the most value, and by the way, this is a John Maxwell suggested question to ask successful people, and that is, what lessons are you learning right now in your personal life and career? Well, let me just say, I don't know that you have enough time in this call for me to go through all the lessons I'm currently learning. Um, but as I said to someone just this morning, I said, first and foremost, um, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's kind of my um, underlying give myself grace because of, I think I, I, you mentioned I'm an entrepreneur as of 2013. Well, nobody in my family has ever really owned a business, and I wasn't sure how to do it. I didn't know how I was going to get the kind of motivation I had from working in an environment with lots of team members to being on my own and in my own little world, my own little head. Um, so that's probably my first one. And I constantly remind myself when I fall that I'm, I'm comfortable to be uncomfortable because we don't grow in our comfort zone. So that's the first one. Number two is growth is an uphill climb. Um, doesn't matter who you are or where you are or what you're working on or what you're struggling with. Everything worthwhile is uphill and growth is uphill and it comes with potholes and it comes with detours and it comes with challenges and not very rarely does it plateau for very long but if it was easy it wouldn't be growth and if it was you know if it was easy everybody would be doing it and you know it wouldn't be nearly as much fun or nearly much accomplished so I remind myself every time that it's uphill and it's going to be uphill one of the other things I wrote down is the most treasured things in my life are not things. Um, they're people. And I learned that after, unfortunately, a couple of loss of particular people in my life that were instrumental and left their fingerprint on me. But, um, you know, it's that concept of you shouldn't take things for granted. And when you do, then they're gone before you know it. So I make a conscious and intentional action every day to tell somebody or share with somebody what they do for me, how they help me, what they mean to me, because I don't want to ever wake up and think that I didn't tell them and they're not here to hear it. 
Um, so that's a big one for me. And then the last one I wrote down specifically is, we all have God-given gifts. That's my faith talking again. Um, and slowly but surely, I'm going to figure out exactly what they are and put them to the best use. Um, but for right now in particular, it's about adding value to people and using them to help them get where they want and, and be successful and be happy and be joyful and laugh more. Um, one of the quotes I have in my material that spoke to me and is one of the reasons why I became the coach, speaker, trainer that I am is from John Maxwell's book, Put Your Dream to the Test. And it says, it is your responsibility to become everything that you are not only for your benefit, but also for everyone else's. Okay, Karen, you gave us a lot of pearls of wisdom in the lessons that you're learning right here. I'm nodding my head. Yes, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, that's like huge. I told my husband about six months ago, I looked at him, we were on our way to church, and I said, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable again. And, and that pit in my stomach has not left, but I love it. And I love how you just want to add value to people. There's so many things that you said, but that really stands out to me also. Lip Talk Nation, I want you to think about how many people you can add value to today. And it's not about being a speaker and a coach like like we are. However, right, Karen, it is about thinking about who you can compliment, who you can thank, or who you can buy a gift for. It's about investing in others and adding value to people's lives. And Karen, I really love your answers right now. So I, I, like, I'm really excited. Um, okay, so Karen, Lip Talk Nation knows that I'm a huge fan of positive affirmations because it affects your belief system, like we talked about a little earlier. Plus, I think it's an excuse for me to talk to myself. Anybody who knows me well knows that I talk to myself often, whether you're in front of me or not. So do you say any positive affirmations or have a daily mantra that you live by? Well, my, my mantra is my quote, and I'll give you that one first, and then I'll kind of explain the backdrop of that. So my quote is, celebrate the unique fingerprint that is your life. And it talks about the fact that, you know, your fingerprint is like one in 57 million and there will probably never be another one just like yours. Well, that's your life too. And that's my life. So I may have bumps and bruises. I may have scars. I may have gone down the long road to get someplace and I didn't need to, but it's still my life. It's still unique. It's mine. It's, it's everything I can and want it to be. So, and the, the, the joy is to celebrate that. So even when I stub my toe or fall on my face and embarrass myself to death, I'm going to celebrate this is who I am and this is what I bring to the table and it's, it's all wrapped up in me. I will say that I don't do the, um, the statements as much as I have figured out that what I love the best is seeing something on my mirror that helps me. So I will tell you today, it says I do what I love and I love what I do and that really helps to remind me that even though it can be challenging and new and uncomfortable, that I'm doing what I love, that this was a choice I made to go this route and I'm going to love it, even if it's to, you know, wander through the mud till I can find dry ground again. And it all stems from the fact that my 
logo, if you've seen it, has a starfish on it. And as I've shared with you, Laura, in my story, I love the starfish story, which if you don't know the starfish story, you need to read it. It's very short, and they can't really track back exactly who wrote it initially. But in general, we're talking about a, an older gentleman, a grandpa type of figure, coming up across a child on the beach, throwing things in the water, only upon getting closer, realizing that there are starfish that have gone up on the beach. And if you know starfish, you know that they will die if they're not in the water. So the old man explains to him that there are, you know, hundreds, thousands of starfish on the beach. And why is he putting all this effort into throwing the starfish back in? He can't possibly make a difference with all of these starfish already on the beach. And the boy picks up one starfish, throws it in the water, and says to the old man, it makes a difference to that one. So my concept for me has always been, even if just one, if I can make a difference, if I can make an impact, if I can bring value, then my life has meaning, and I'm going to celebrate that for what it is. I hear your passion, Karen. Lip Talk Nation, do you hear it as well? I love that you shared that story, and I love how you you said, I do what I love, and I love what I do. And so I got to talk to Lip Talk Nation just for a second here, because I have a lot of people saying, hey, I can't talk to myself out loud. I'm embarrassed. and I can't talk to myself, but little do you know, Lip Talk Nation, you already do. In fact, you say a lot of negative things to yourself. So just like Karen did, you can write down a statement and put it where you can see it, just like she did on her mirror in her bathroom, or you can put it on your your car, the dashboard of your car. Uh, carry it with you in case you have you're a little intimidated to talk to yourself in the beginning. But Karen, thank you so much, and and your mantra, what a beautiful thing. I'm going to say right here, it's that your word again, fabulous. Uh, I just love this about you, Karen. Most of us start out as fans of someone else's work. So who are some of the people that you look up to or who has had the most influence in your life? That that was a good question because you really covered a lot of people in the different areas. And when I really sat and thought about it, I thought, I have a big family. My um, mother and father are both divorced and remarried from when I was very young. So I say I have four parents. God love me, I have four parents, and not only brothers and sisters from my parents, but also a different additional siblings from my step-parents, which are still my siblings. So I have had the blessing of having lots of family growing up, and those people, for a very long time, were the most influential people because there were so many of them. And we all have, you know, kind of our values, our gifts that we bring to the table. So for me, my dad is where my work ethic comes from. My mom loves people. So that's where, that's what I take from her. My stepdad had the most beautiful smile and laugh and joy and having fun in every situation. In fact, even when I think of him, I still smile and laugh. And my stepmom was the perfect representation of the spirit of a strong woman and telling it like it is, which made me that much more comfortable, especially growing up, to be able to be comfortable with my voice and my opinion, especially in an era where men spoke more in a professional environment than women did. She was that example. She worked in auto environments, and she spoke up. And I saw that growing up thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. So my biggest impact were those four parents, But in addition, I have been blessed to have great mentors in my life who, to be honest, I didn't know at the time were my mentors. 
But as I've gotten older and realized what I want to have an impact on, I've realized I have really been blessed to have great people who have shown me what I needed at that point in my life, which to me tells me God put them there for a purpose and they accomplished their purpose and then our you know, our journeys went in different directions. But uh, I am definitely a culmination of the people that have had their fingerprint on me. Karen, I love it when someone can simplify information. It, it makes me energetic. I, I get really excited. And you have a gift for sure. When you explained about your dad and his work ethic, your mom and how she loves people, your stepdad who had the beautiful smile and how he loves to have fun. And then you talk about your stepmom, how she was a strong woman and how she, she had to stand up in the day. And you learned from all of them. And that's what I am intrigued by you is that you chose to take the best from people. And that you have a gift to share that on. So Lip Talk Nation, you can do the same. You can look at whoever is around you and learn from them instead of complain about them. You know, because Karen could have chosen to not like her circumstances. But like I said, you simplified information and you have a gift, Karen. Oh, I am I am enjoying this interview so much. Karen, it is time to move on to a different part of the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. And we're going to go to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. We call this our lightning round. Dun, dun, dun. The questions are simple and easy <laughs> to answer. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Karen, are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, flying would come first, but then I would think that would mess up my hair and probably make me really tired, especially if there were arms involved. So how about if I could just teleport myself from one place to another so I could be at more places and see more people more often? Love it. How do you like your coffee? Cream with a little bit of sugar. Cream with a little bit of sugar. Check you out, sunshine. All right. What is your most embarrassing moment? Embarrassing. You know, thinking about my stories, which I do often enough, the one that I would say is most embarrassing, but probably wouldn't be to someone else, but it's embarrassing and terrifying, is when my daughter was an infant, I locked her in the car. Um, the car was running. We lived in upstate New York. It was freezing outside, so as being a first-time mom, I was petrified, but I locked her in the car and then had to call people to come and get the keys and her out of the car, and I'm still mortified today to tell her and other first-time parents that you'll do worse things than that. Karen, oh my goodness, I can relate to you so well. I... I am feeling you right now. My eyebrows are going in and I'm cringing and Lip Talk Nation is probably doing the same because they can relate to any parents out there like, no, but I'm glad that she's safe and sound now. So that's good. Okay. What is your favorite hobby? Reading, 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 reading. I am an avid reader, have been since I was a kid. And it's funny to think all these many years later, if given a choice on, you know, spare time and anything, like give me a good book and I have a stack in my office at all times. I love, I'm just an avid reader. You make me smile, Karen. That is really great. All right, what is your favorite movie? I don't think I have one favorite. I will say, and it's partly because it's kind of something I share with my kids. My husband used to work nights. And so Friday night, because I worked the hours, I would tell my kids it was always, their choice for dinner and a movie. 
so my kids would pick the movie and they would take turns. One got to pick the movie, one got to pick the dinner. And then the next week it would be the other one's turn. So I have an avid movie fanatic in my family as well as in my kids. But I will say, just because I've seen it recently, is I love Les Miserables, which I know is not is more singing than talking. But I never saw it until it came out in the movies a couple years ago, and my daughter and I went, and I was amazed at how good a movie it is and how entranced I was with the entire thing. Fabulous. It is fabulous. It is a tearjerker as well. It is a well-done movie. I love this one, too. Karen, all right, last question. What is your favorite color? Okay, and let me say, you did not ask me this question at a time. Nobody else would know this, but purple is my favorite color. <laughs> and I swear, if you ask my best friends who know that I am an avid purple girl, that I go like, oh my gosh, she's a purple girl. I'm a purple girl. <laughs> okay, that is really awesome. You know, I have some people that tell me this answer, and I'm like, okay, are you saying that because you're on life in purple? But... <laughs> Purple is a pretty awesome color there, Karen. Thank you, thank you, and thank you so much for letting us get to know you on a fun level, Karen. Do you have any final words of encouragement for those who are facing obstacles but are too scared to take that leap of faith and believe in themselves? Two things I would suggest, and it's because I share this with people who ask these kind of questions, is one, lean on someone else for your confidence and your belief in yourself until you can have it for yourself. So whoever that is, if it's, if it's a sister, if it's your mom, if it's your best friend, if it's someone in your workplace, just ask them to tell you what they see in you and lean on their confidence and belief in you until you can believe it yourself. That's kind of the biggest one on my list. And the second one is make sure you have a victory journal it's your blessings, it's your gifts, it's those things that you've accomplished and things that you're proud of, it's the things that made you laugh, made you smile, that are the memories, because when you're not able to have the confidence and the strength in yourself, you can go back and reread it and give yourself the credit of what you've already accomplished, which will feed the momentum you need to take that next step forward. Lip Talk Nation, excellent pearls of wisdom right here from Karen. Lean on someone else. I find that so valuable, Karen. And then you challenged me as well, writing a victory journal, like the things that you're proud of and the things that you're happy that you did and that you've accomplished. Excellent, excellent. I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm going to start that today, Karen. Thank you. It really has been an honor to have you on the show, Karen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, and you're definitely an inspiration to myself and Lip Talk Nation. You host many classes and events to help others get what they want out of life. In fact, you have one coming up on May 25th, 2016, so I want to make sure I clarify the date here for anybody who's going to be listening past this. It's May 25th, 2016, which I have the awesome privilege to be a part of, but will you tell us a little bit more about it and how we can register to attend this event? Absolutely. It's Wednesday night. It's from 6 to 9.30. It's at the Quality Inn in Gulf Breeze. Um, all the information is on Eventbrite. But what I want you to really remember is we're going to have fun. I mean, you already know Laura and know her energy and her excitement. And my goal is just to have you there. It doesn't cost absolutely anything. We're going to be hula hooping. We're going to have music. We're going to have pearls of wisdom. We're going to have sharing. 
We're going to have fun and excitement, and I guarantee you it will be worth every moment of your time, and I hope you'll choose to be there. Absolutely. All right. I want to speak to Lip Talk Nation local people. I I know that this is going to be really awesome. And like Karen said, it's going to be fun. So it's going to be Karen, myself, and Mary Reesberg. I just want to make sure I give a shout out for the three of us that are going to be there. And it's going to be impactful. You're going to learn. But most importantly, like Karen said, you're going to have fun. So Karen, will you share with us and the listeners where we can find out more about you? Absolutely. Um, my logo, as I said, on the starfish is about a loyal vision, which uh, kind of a play on my last name. So last name being A-L-O-Y, only one L. So it's a loyal vision.com is more about my organization as well as some of the classes and things I love to be involved in. And then for me in particular, it's just KarenAlloy.com. Again, only one L. But gives you a little bit more about some of the trainings I do, some of the speakings I do, and gives you a little more background about who I am and how I got to what I'm doing today. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, Karen. What an honor, like I said, to have you on the show. I'm sure Lip Talk Nation is going to be talking to me very soon and sending me messages. So thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation. If you have enjoyed today's episode or any of our previous episodes, I want to hear from you. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave that friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laraspragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.